When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. Welcome back to your Saturday Buckeye Talk from Cleveland.com. I'm excited for this one. We're putting things in order again, and we're doing our favorite thing here at Buckeye Talk, which is make Nathan work and Stephen and Doug criticize it. Doug Maurice, Nathan Baird, Stephen Means. Big basketball game, Ohio State, Michigan. On Sunday, you know that because we previewed it a couple podcasts ago. And now that led us down a path of trying more Big Ten basketball crossover discussion. And what we are doing today is this. Nathan Baird has ranked all 14 Big Ten men's basketball programs, all 14 Big Ten football programs. He crammed them together and ranked them 1 to 28. How about that? And then Steven and I, Steven did a top, this is a, Steven did a top five. I did a top 10. Nathan did a top 28. <laughs> so we also put it out to the texters. They have voted. And this is about putting into context like, hey, Ohio State basketball's good. How good are they in the Big Ten? Kind of where do they fit compared to Penn State football? You know, who are the truly elite sort of, national title contenders in both sports and where do they fit in? I am very excited to see where Nathan and Steven have their teams here, but we're going to start off with something I am also very excited about, Nathan. Who is number 28? What is the worst program? You're at the bottom. And when we were talking about this in a little meeting we had, it was like, well, you know, it sort of feels like if, if we, if Nathan does a number 28, Fans of that program that's number 28 might be interested in that. So we should assign that ranking. I, had, I did not do as much deep thinking on this. And also, Nathan, just before, I want Stephen, me and Stephen to guess who number 28 is. But let's get how you thought about it. Because we didn't put specific parameters on this. In my mind, it is some combination of recent history and right now. How did you think of it, Nathan? Exactly. Yeah. So I went back in both football and men's basketball and you always have kind of just that greater concept of what a program is that hangs over everything. But more specifically than that, I went back over the past 20 years, uh, so starting with the 2001 football season and 2001-2 basketball season, I guess it was, or maybe it was 0-1. I think it was 2001-02. And just counted up all the Big Ten championships in that period, NCAA tournament uh trips, um, times that they made the playoff, which obviously isn't very much in football, just things like that. Um, I, I, got, I added up the, 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 the full um, football record for each program over that period of time just to give myself some data points to compare. So it wasn't just a complete – so it wasn't just based on feel, you know what I mean? And yeah. then on top of that, after those 20 seasons, then I did start to – you, you sort of clustered people together and then you start to separate based on maybe what has happened here in the last year or three or five, you start to, somebody is leaning one way or the other. So that's how I kind of broke those ties and, and shuffled people together. I actually think that knowing what I know about big 10 fandom and knowing what I know about having been at a place that has had a program that's in one place and a program that's in another. Um, I, I think there's actually not going to be the, the team that's 28 one of the indicators of being number 28 is your fans don't care. And mm. you don't actually really have fans. I think the fans, the teams that are like 14 or, or 15, like, oh, what do you mean we're not even in the top half of the combined football? Like those teams, there's actually a better chance of, of maybe getting a fierce reaction out of those fan bases than there is out of who's number 26, 27, 28. Because there's usually not, A, that much debate about the fact that you stink 
and B, your the apathy has really usually set in by then. Okay, I have three programs in my head that I think are my leading contenders to be number 28. But Stephen, again, you and I didn't research it as much. We're going on kind of gut feel. Stephen, who do you think Nathan's number 28 is? It, I think it's a basketball program just because I think with football, the, the, your fans doesn't care might just – some of that might just be dependent on how good the program is. While I think there's a program, of course it is. Of course right? Well, right. Well, well, with basketball programs, it can just be we don't care whether you're winning or losing. And so, I, Illinois, Illinois basketball is number twenty-eight. Illinois basketball is in the top ten in the country right now. No, they, I'm were, sorry. The, they were the best team in the Big Ten within the last twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're, like for, yeah, you're right. For, right, for, right. For, I'm, sorry, for, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm reading, I'm reading my list. Rutgers basketball. Rutgers basketball. Yes, yes, you are right. I don't Illinois. That was a terrible start. That was a yeah, terrible start. To yeah. the well, Illinois I, is literally like, yeah, I know. like 19 I know. and 2. Rutgers. I'm, I started reading my list. Rutgers basketball. Rutgers basketball. You have Sorry. Rutgers you think Rutgers basketball is number 28. Okay. Yeah. My contenders You're reading my top 5 list. Sorry. For number 28 did not include Rutgers basketball cuz I feel like they're in a little bit of a, of a revival right now. Mm-hmm. Um so my contenders were and this might be wrong. Nebraska basketball, Rutgers football, and Illinois football. Um, but Fred Hoiberg got people fired up, and the Tim Miles era isn't that far away where they had a tiny bit of success at the beginning, but they've really been pretty bad. I, a couple of these other ones, like Northwestern basketball, is historically, historically bad. But, like, they, they peaked in their program history, like, four years ago. And I think Chris Collins has them at a place where they didn't used to be. Penn State basketball has always struggled. But, you know, and Pat Chambers just got the boot. But they had a little tiny run there for a little bit. So I actually and, – and as we know, Rutgers football, I think, before Greg Schiano, I think would have been number 28. But if you are taking into account anything of, like, listen, man, did you see the second half against Ohio State? They beat Michigan. Like, they have a pulse, right? Like, maybe they're not 28. But this, but then I think the team that I would say is 28, I think maybe goes against Nathan's idea of like the fans don't even care. So, but I think collectively based on success, I think like right, right now, plus sort of recent history, I think they probably deserve this. I'll say Illinois football is 28, but I actually don't think that's what Nathan has. So Nathan, what do you have at 28? So you picked my 25, 26, and 27 teams. So I had Nebraska 25, Nebraska basketball 25, Illinois 26, Rutgers 27. You're kind of splitting hairs between how bad people stink at this point. But number 28, I, I did have Northwestern basketball, and, and I, I disagree with what you're saying. I know that they did just achieve this historic program um, success a few years ago by making the NCAA tournament. And then – Chris Collins took them right back to where they have always been. They're 42 and 72 since they made that tournament. Uh, they're, they're an afterthought. They're, they're, they're abysmal. They've been abysmal. They had this one little blip, and it's just a program that I feel like doesn't really have any juice. I, 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 know that I think they deservedly got credit for what they did that season and making the NCAA tournament, breaking a long drought. You could actually say that other than the Big Ten teams that made a championship game or a Final Four in the last you know, five, six years – that Northwestern basketball got as much like national exposure. And maybe that is worth something. They're awful right now. They're they're They don't, they don't matter. I don't know that there's a program right now in big 10 sports among those two sports that matters less than Northwestern basketball. So as a Northwestern alum, let me check in on this. And to your point about fans, not even caring about the number 28 team, I'm a Northwestern alum. I didn't know any of this about Northwestern basketball. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, they were in the tournament like last year. Yeah. Julia Wade Dreyfus was in the crowd. It's like five years ago. Point taken. Nathan, I think you are indisputably correct. Northwestern basketball is 28. And I give them some credit. Like they went and wow. fixed up their arena and stuff. I mean, so they did kind of start to, to come along like they're – but it goes back to that discussion we were having, I think, the other day about – programs where you can maybe be good in both and then programs where maybe that's not really attainable. I don't know because it, it's a Northwestern's in a different situation too. They're, they're not a land grant university. Um, it's, it's a different athletic department mechanism there, I think in some ways, but the, the, the result it's, this is just based on results. I mean, Northwestern doesn't win basketball games like 
and none of these other teams do either, but Northwestern wins less. And before they were really good that one year, they were also winning less. They, they were atrocious before that. They've gone back to atrocious. I don't give them that much credit for just the one-year blip. I used to go uh, – so now I get to tell Northwestern stories. My, I, there was definitely a, day, a game where the student section at Northwestern basketball game was me and my friend Nate. It was wow. like two – like nobody was there. I remember they were playing Indiana. It had been somewhat recently Bob Knight on the bench had sort of – I don't know if it was accidental or something happened where he sort of swiped his foot and he had kicked his son on the bench like by accident, I guess, Pat Knight when Pat was playing for his dad. And uh, my friend Nate and I, who's also now a sports writer, uh, we just were in the student section. We were just screaming at Pat Knight the whole game, like, watch out! Your dad's coming! Watch out! Like, and he was, like, looking at us. Like, we're four feet away from him, screaming our heads off. Because um, nobody went. Nobody cared. And then I also remember there was a year, like, it was after uh, Weber, Chris Weber and Jalen Rose had gone to the pros and it was like the remnants of the fab five. I actually think as we'll talk about this soon, Juwan Howard was still there and Northwestern beat Michigan in the last game of the regular season to qualify for the NIT. Like that got them over 500, which means they would go to the NIT and we stormed the court. We stormed the court for an NIT berth and which all goes back to correct Nathan Baird, number 28, the Northwestern fighting Wildcats. Oh, by the way, but I want to say this. At that time, having been there 25 years ago, and by the way, just so people know how old I am, my 25th college anniversary was, or not a reunion, 25th college was wiped out in the fall by the pandemic. It was, get, it was on the Ohio State bye week, and I was all excited to go. We were going to go to our 25th reunion, so now we got to get lumped in like as for our 26th reunion this coming fall. So I'm old, but at that time, we always thought that was because basketball and football were equally bad back then. We thought basketball, it was easier to get good. Because, like, well, they get two guys. You get, like, one, like, good Chicago player and can persuade him to stay home, and you're set. It's like, how would you ever get, like, 30 competent football players here? We always thought what has now happened, what Pat Fitzgerald has done with the football team in Northwestern, we absolutely thought it was more likely to happen in basketball, and we were absolutely wrong. And I, I think, you know, Northwestern, I thought for a long time, was sort of steering into the the, the charm of it a little bit. Like I liked Welsh Ryan before they fixed it up. I thought it was fun to be like, Oh, this is like the best high school arena in the big 10 or whatever. Like, which actually really isn't true. There are better high school arenas in Indiana, but it, it still kind of, it was part of the aura that they had a little bit was that, okay, we know what we are, but you've still got to come here and play this on our terms. And now I felt like they, they fixed things up, but it almost magnifies how the shortcomings of everything else. Under those guidelines of you think it would be easier to get good in basketball than good in football, I, I think there is something to that before one and done became a religious thing in college basketball. I think under that formula that maybe when you were in college all those years ago, that type of college basketball, I think so. I think Northwestern could have eventually gotten good at because that's just normal. You know, you get a guy, he sticks around two or three years, yada, 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 all that stuff. I think in the era of, one and dones and five, especially over the last decade when five stars were just all piling up on one blue blood program. I think that, that, that theory no longer, because of that, that theory no longer exists. So it'd be interesting if that, if that one and done rule goes away and kids are able to go straight, I'm not saying Northwestern will throw their names at that, but it will be interesting to see if there's any team who can maybe find success using that original college basketball program from the nineties and eighties. All right, people are turning it off. That's my fault. That's too much Northwestern basketball. <laughs> hey, let's talk about all the most interesting programs in the Big Ten, but let's spend 19 minutes on Northwestern basketball right off the top just because Doug went there and they stink. All right, that's a good bottom. So, Nathan, why don't you read, just to reconfirm, read your bottom like eight or so. Starting at, So, 28 is Northwestern basketball, then who? So, 28 Northwestern basketball, then uh, Illinois over Rutgers for the number 26 spot in football, and, again uh, – you know, Illinois was in a bowl game. What do you mean over? Ago. So who's who's 27? Illinois 26, Rutgers 27. Illinois went to bowl game just okay. two years ago, so I give them um, a little bit of juice for that. Nebraska basketball, 25. Penn State basketball, 24. Again, you're starting to see, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of times it's teams that, like, are, are like, right next to each other, and you just kind of have to decide which one stinks less. Um, 23, Maryland football. And then you get, I got all the way up to Rutgers basketball, and that's, like, that's almost like the cutoff line to me. Like Rutgers basketball at 22 is like where you're not embarrassing yourself anymore. 
Okay. No, I think that makes sense. I also think there probably are some tiers to this. It's like really a bottom group. Maybe there's like a middle group that's like, eh, you know, competitive. And then to me, when I was thinking of my top 10, I'm thinking like, who really has the chance to compete on the national level, right? Because there's also part of this, there was actually a specific question in my head when I was comparing two things. And I thought, well, you know, one of these things absolutely has more of a chance sort of on the national level, but the other team I think might be more consistently winning in the big 10, but like, what am I actually talking about here? So I think I wound up then with a top 10 where I feel like my whole top 10 kind of at their best can compete on the national level. That, I don't know if that means win a national title, but be in the national mix. I wound up with about 10 there. So let's take a quick break and we'll come back. We'll start with number 10 and work our way up, or maybe talk about a few teams that have just missed the top 10. We're ranking all the Big Ten men's basketball and football programs combined here in Buckeye Talk. All right, we're also going to work in texter answers here, and if you want to be part of that, 614-350-3315. You shoot a text there. You try a 14-day free trial and get involved with stuff like this. Um, I don't mean to keep talking about it, but I'm still I'm doing some interviews for the book, and I'm dropping little tidbits uh, along the way, just interesting things that people might tell, you know, talk with me about that aren't necessarily going to go in the book. Talked to Jim Tressel the other day for a while. He, has, he was great. Very gracious with his time. Um, so yeah, it's a good time to try the text. All right, Nathan, um, you know what? Let's just go into the top 10 and then maybe afterward we can talk about who was close. We, we want to get into this ranking. So Stephen, when we get to the top five, you can start saying who you rankings are, but chime in here along the way. But Nathan, who's your number 10? Well, unfortunately, it's Northwestern football. So we just spent the whole first segment talking about the Wildcats. And uh, now we can talk about them again. But this is one of those where it goes to what you were saying before about that distinction between, well, you're winning in the Big Ten, but what impact are you making at the national level? And then how do you compare football against basketball in that conversation, right? Because someone like, I think Maryland basketball maybe still has more national respect than Northwestern football does in a way. But I feel like Northwestern football is maybe respected within the Big Ten as like, you know, they've been to two of the last three Big Ten championship games. Pat Fitzgerald, like, by and large, year in, year out, has them uh, relevant. Uh, so that's why I, I ultimately gave them the edge over a couple of teams in that kind of like that Maryland basketball-ish tier. So they were in my mix. They did not make my top ten. And I thought to myself, I think the teams in my top, top ten all at their peak could win a national title. Now, how often are they at their peak? Maybe not as often as they should be. I don't think Northwestern football at its peak can win a national title. So that's why they just missed for me. They might have been my 11. There were like, probably like they were 11, 12, 13 for me. So let me give you my number 10, and I'll ask you if, they had, if you had them in your top 10, Nathan. Michigan football. Do you have Michigan football in your top 10? They are number nine. Okay, I had them 10. So that's my distinction. And again, I think – this is sort of like 2016 Michigan football, right? I mean, the spot, the JT Barrett spot goes a different way. They win the Big Ten. They go to the playoff. Like, they're in the somewhat recent past, they're there. They're coming off a horrible season. But in my head, and you do have Michigan football higher than Northwestern football, I can picture what, like, Michigan football getting to the playoff or even winning a national title looks like, even though we haven't seen it, like, right. forever. I mean, since Bo, like we haven't seen it since 1997 when Lloyd Carr won a national title. I don't know what North, but so that I guess you would agree with that too because you do have Michigan football ahead of Northwestern football. And even the way that I wrote it, I said it, it's hard to imagine what a Northwestern playoff season looks like. But I don't dismiss that some year Pat Fitzgerald, before he's done, figures out how to do it. He makes the one run that somehow does it. Maybe it's because they get the right transfer quarterback. Maybe it's because everything just falls into place. The other thing that we don't, this throws us into a whole nother tangent, but the dynamic of this changes a little bit when they go from four to eight playoff teams eventually, because, yeah. because right mm -hmm. now you look at a team like Northwestern football and you think, well, how are they possibly going to get in the top four? Like you're going to really, you'd have to go undefeated. Basically there's no, I don't think there's any way they take a loss and still find a way into the top four, but I see how they get into the top eight. And then now the, the conversation changes. So that, that will change the dynamic here in a few years. Northwestern could get to the playoff without ever playing Ohio state of Ohio state has one of those blips. 
I think that's – so if – who would have – Northwestern could potentially have an easier route to get to the playoff than Michigan just because they don't have – just because they wouldn't have to play Ohio State. And it really did almost – I mean, you can say you don't know what it would look like, but it almost happened this past year. I mean, Northwestern got pretty late into the season, was undefeated, was fairly highly ranked. If they had just been able to finish off that – and then get into a Big Ten championship game where, by the way, they led Ohio State into the third quarter. I mean, so maybe it's not as crazy as we're making it out to be. So, in general, Stephen, the idea that, like, Northwestern football and Michigan football are right here at the bottom of the top ten, is that generally, you know, whatever order you have them in, does that generally make sense to you? Yeah, just because of what Fitzgerald's done with that program. And this Michigan had a bad year. But for the most part, they've been consistent. Um, and I do think there is maybe a – given I'm, I'm interested to see where you have some other teams, but I do think there's a little bit of a gap between number 10 with these programs combined and maybe who number 11 and 12 are. And I think Michigan should be in that top 10 because at least at their peak, there is a chance for them to win a championship. All right. So Nathan, you have Northwestern football, 10 Michigan football, nine. I had Michigan football, 10. I have Maryland basketball, nine. And you had mentioned them, Nathan. And you're like, Hey, like, again, they had a couple like really good dudes a couple of years ago, it feels like I, I can in my head look and say, hey, I, there was a time right in the last couple of years when they felt like a final four contender. And I think they're not like they're not 100 percent consistent with that. But, you know, it's not a flash in the pan either. Nathan, do you have Maryland basketball in your top 10 or somewhere close at least? They were in this cluster of three teams that's 11, 12, 13. So they could easily have been a, a top 10 team. Um, and they are, let's not forget, the last, technically the last Big Ten team to win a national championship, although they were in the ACC at the time, in basketball. And, and for me, again, th there were a lot of teams on this list. I, I caught myself looking back and saying, man, how different would my ranking be if we had been able to play out last year's basketball season through the tournament? Because I think they're, you know, how different would we look at Rutgers right now if they'd actually been in the tournament? And how different would we look at Maryland, who was looking at maybe being like a three or four seed? Maybe they could have made a run. They were pretty strong last year. There were several basketball teams on this list that I think might have risen even a couple more spots if you actually had that in front of your face. So like, oh, this team made a Sweet 16 just last year. They've made four of the last five NCAA tournaments, and they would have made it last year, so they would have been five of the last six. Steven, you're the basketball guy. Does Maryland basketball, do you think they should be in the top ten? I mean, again, we're splitting hairs a little bit. I had them nine. Nathan had them right outside the top ten. I, I think I would have had them 11th just because, it, I, you, yes, you're making the tournament, and that's, and that's a lot of Big Ten teams are going to make the tournament right now just because the conference is so deep and so, and so good. And that's it's known nationally that that the Big Ten is the best conference. I just don't know if their peak is they could potentially compete for a national championship. Their I just peak, think their peak is above Northwestern football. I mean, like I don't, I don't mean to. Uh, there's no doubt about that. There's no doubt that Maryland's peak is above Northwestern football. Northwestern doesn't have a ton of NFL guys. Maryland at its peak has NBA guys sometimes, and so yeah, and they tied for first in the Big Ten last year. Like they, I don't know. Like I. I thought they're. I think they're a cut above somebody like Northwestern football in my mind. I can see I think, how they can win a national title, and I could see in the future how they could win a national title. I, I think that's true. I think there does also, though, have to be some distinction when when you do start again separating what might be a teams that are pretty closely clustered. Some distinction for who's actually doing something on the court or field and and who isn't. Now that's again, you're right. Maryland did just win a share a Big Ten championship last year. They are, they're pretty solid again this year. It's not like they are, they're tumbling back the way some other teams are that didn't make our top 10 or 12 or whatever. But that, that also played into my thinking, and it's going to come up again as we get into higher in this top 10. Maryland basketball, since they came in the Big Ten, in the conference, second tied for third, second, eighth, fifth tied for first. So and that's, that's competing in, in the top quadrant of the league i think pretty consistently but again i mean i think they're all in the same i think they're all in the same range i, I do i want to give credit to maryland basketball though nathan who's your eight uh, i've had a real run of football teams here so i had iowa football eight and this is maybe one of we're in this tier right now of teams that are again i don't know if if iowa football i guess they maybe have a better chance of, of getting in a playoff and being in a national championship conversation than northwestern does in some ways I guess I, I more easily see that. This is one where I just gave 
some credit for just their consistency. I think they've had one losing season since 2006 or something like that. Um, just, you know, every year going out and getting those eight, nine wins, I think is something you can't take for granted. All right. So I am very intrigued by this because my top eight, I absolutely can see that could see all of them winning a national title. And I do not have Iowa football in my top 10. And again, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Iowa's football's peak is good enough. I had both, not to give it, I had Iowa basketball and Iowa football kind of similarly lumped again, sort of to me in that 12, 13, 14 range. I don't think Iowa football deserves to be in the top 10 though. Steven, what's your read on this? Given the argument you just made about Maryland, I think I would flip Maryland in and put it in Iowa spot and put Iowa at that 11 spot. Because yeah, I think the consistently being at the eight and five, I mean, eight and four, nine and three regular season record, that, that, that range, it probably is Iowa's floor, but it's probably also its ceiling. Like, that's just what it's going to be. While I, 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 think you're, I, I think you're right, Doug. I, I think there is – I mean, Maryland's been one of the be- – they've been one of the better teams in the Big Ten, but also they could make an NCAA tournament run. I don't know if Iowa's going to do any worse or any better, especially with that coaching staff and that regime. But I actually think if you compare Iowa football to Iowa basketball, that kind of makes my point for me. I mean, the, uh, Iowa basketball hasn't been to a Sweet 16 since yep. – uh, I, I mean, it, it was like four coaches ago. I can't remember who was coach when they did it. It was – Dr. Tom? The Dr. Tom? I think it might have been Tom. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's been like a generation since I've even been to a Sweet 16. Yeah. And I think I would put Iowa football's pretty regular achievement at a different level than that. I agree, but I don't have either of them in my top ten. So I'm going to give you my number eight, and I can't believe I'm bringing it up. I can't believe I'm bringing it up. I can't believe I – this is how this podcast is going. Nathan talks about – brings up Northwestern basketball and Northwestern football, and I'm going to say that my number eight team is Purdue basketball. Where do you got Purdue basketball, Baird? Seven. For the, for the 11 Boilermaker listeners who followed you from your previous stop, <laughs> the Buckeye talk, oh, maybe he'll talk about Purdue basketball this one. You have him seven? I had them seven, um, and really I think of like Purdue basketball, Iowa football, Michigan football, that seven, eight, nine, those was kind of a cluster that I saw. Um, you know, Purdue really fell off last year. They would have, their NCAA tournament streak would have ended last year unless something really crazy happened in the Big Ten tournament, oh, I, yeah. I, and I, they may have even lost before it got shut down. I can't remember. So that, that wasn't going to happen, but they've been pretty consistently strong here for, for several years. I think there was a, they had a four-year run where they um, – we're in the top 15 of the AP poll every year. They went to an elite eight and a couple of sweet 16s. They won two big 10 championships in there. They've had big 10 players of the year. They've had all Americans. Um, so they haven't had that final four peak. I mean, they were, they were that, you know, Diakite shot from, by Virginia at the buzzer away from finally getting to a final four. There That's it is. Only- There's some random Purdue stuff that I have no idea what you just said. That was for the Boilermaker fans. That Diakite's- was for the basketball fans. People remember that it was a huge game, elite eight game. Buzzer is, beater went to overtime. Is Diakite someone's first and last name? That's or a just last their name. I, I can't remember his okay. first name. So, but Diakite I remember Diakite shot against Washington. Okay. No, but the, no clue. Yeah, but so they're to me they're kind of I, I look at them kind of the same way I look at Iowa football, right? That like you know that every year they're going to be pretty strong. Um, they don't, you know, they their path to a championship because it's basketball is easier than Iowa's path to a championship is in football, but. As far as like what they accomplish on a year in year out basis, I think those two teams are those two programs to me are fairly similar. You just mean it, because of the structure of the tournament, right? That's what you're saying. Their path is easier just because 64 teams get in the tournament, 68. I, I said Big Ten championship even. I think it's oh, easier to win a basketball Big Ten championship than it is for and the regular to win season. Football. Yeah. Why? Just because Ohio State football exists? It's it's more games and it's well. First of all, you don't win a regular season championship in football anymore. That's different too. I mean, you do have to then. It, it's I don't a know. Different I, I, I mean, we know might. the stru- we know the structural differences. I I think I would dispute that. I don't know that. Yeah. It's any. You think it's easier to win a championship in football than in basketball? In I think what does easier mean? I think it might be equated because I mean. Well, first you, of all, you can tie for a regular season championship in basketball, and you can't in football. Okay. Like I you don't can have multiple podcasts talk about ties. I think there are more good teams in basketball. Yes, but I think more more teams can win a championship in a given okay. year in basketball. If that's your only distinction because you can yeah. tie it thirteen if, and five. If, then if, so be it. I get it. Yeah, I, I was thinking more in a situation: is it easier or more difficult to win an outright Big Ten championship? I just think it might just be equated. Just okay. Given that, so 
But Stephen, you think Purdue basketball deserves to be in the top 10 for sure? I do, 100%. Consistently a top 25 team. They even peaked at number three one year at some point in that season. I think that was a 17-18 season. Uh, yeah, and I, I do – they, they seem – they're a team where it's literally they're a couple of shots away from making a deep NCAA tournament run. Also, my Big Ten basketball knowledge is frozen in time, as I talked about the other day. I'm still giving Matt Painter <laughs> credit for Etwan Moore, Juwan Johnson, and Robbie Hummel. So, like, Whoa. I know that was a long time ago. When I think Purdue basketball, that's what I think of. So, I'm like, oh, oh Juwan Johnson, versatile five, run the floor, <laughs> rebound. I, I was like, oh, you mean 12 years ago? Yes, that. So, all right. So, we're in the same – Nathan, we're in the same range on a lot of these – I think I know the program because there's now a team in my top seven that's not in your top ten. And, and I think I know which one it is, and I will be curious to have the discussion about it. But you just gave your number seven. I'll give my number seven, and it's time to have this discussion. My number seven is Ohio State basketball. And they were my number 11, so they just missed my top ten. Oh, so we have a different one. that They are not in your top ten, and you went back 20 years when you were thinking about this? And they're not in your top 10? Yeah, because for the past several years, they've kind of just been another team. They had the one year where they finished second a couple years ago. But I think when you're talking about the other teams on this list, I feel like have been more consistently in a, a conversation at the top of the league than Ohio State has. But I, I think you can't have – it can't just be about the potential of a program to do something. It has to be about who is – doing something more consistently right now you have northwestern football ahead of ohio state basketball i don't know right but again this is where this is where it's difficult to like northwestern football has won its division and been in the big team championship game two of the last three years and i don't you know ohio state basketball i i don't look at them as being right there in that conversation at the top of the league as consistently now this year if you're giving extra credit right now to this year that obviously pushes them higher but I think, but here's where I think we have to be careful too. Northwestern football plays in a god awful division in, in football. So it's like, yeah, they won their division. But if you look at where Ohio State basketball has fit into the national scene, I think, how often are they a top 25 team? How often are they like a, you know, can sort of hang with lots of good teams? Yeah, they might, they probably finish lower in the Big Ten, but I think overall, Big Ten basketball is better than Big Ten football, which is part of this discussion, too. I think Northwestern basketball, even with like the rough end of the Thad Mata era, Holtman's made the tournament every year. You know, they're kind of right there, right there, right there again this year. The, his first year, they tied for second. Even when they were eight and 12 in the league and finished eighth in year two, they made the tournament and won a tournament game. Yeah. I still think – I think they are a better overall – and then, like, the 10-year history, the 20-year history, I mean, if you're yeah. factoring that in at all, show me Northwestern's Greg Oden. Show me Northwestern football's Evan Turner. That kind of stuff, that's indisputable. But even, like, the recent run, yes, the end of the Thad era was a little blip. But also, Northwestern threw in a clunker in between two Big Ten West Division titles. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Ohio State – and right now – so – in, and I, I did 10 years. I went back to the 11-12 basketball season and kind of – I did like the last 10 years when I thought about stuff. Ohio State basketball in the last 20 years has been a national title contender. In the last 10 years has been a national con title, title contender and is a national title contender right now. And Northwestern football has never been a national title contender at any of those points. So uh, I think Ohio State basketball absolutely is top 10 here. Yeah, I think you're underrating it them a little bit. They've made the tournament all but three times since that model showed up. And one of those years, they ended up winning the NIT. And the other two years are the weird bad model years. So I, I think this is a team where, one, if we're going to use the potential thing, they're at this peak, they can compete for a national championship. But also, every year for consistently for the past 10 years, 20 years, however you want to put it, they've been one of the better teams in the Big Ten. The last Big Ten championship came in 2012, but you're right. I mean, they're, they're – it, it, they're, they're, you might be right that I'm, I have them at least slightly underrated. Um, still also looking for some kind of like impact in the NCAA tournament too, though. Yeah. In the, in the, in, in, in the last, when, when was the last time they, the last I think, I don't think they were Sweet 16 since 2013. So I 20, did. 2014, I did. 2015 season is the last time they got, they got to the second weekend. And in, in the last, again, since, since 11, 12, uh, Sweet 16s for Big Ten teams. Michigan State, Michigan, and Wisconsin, each five. Michigan State, Michigan, Wisconsin, each five. Purdue, three. Ohio State, two. For Sweet 16s in the last 10 years. And again, 
Ohio State last year, Chris Holtman thought they were a Sweet 16 team, and they didn't get a chance to show it. So that might have been another one. Um, I think they're a top 10 team. I think, uh, I think they're better than Iowa football. I think they're better than Northwestern football. You know, I think the other ones you have a debate. I think Purdue and Ohio State basketball are similar in a lot of ways. I love Painter. I always thought Painter and Thad Mata were in, similar in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, Painter sort of – Thad didn't survive his blip. Painter did survive his blip when it was like, is he going to Missouri? And obviously you know that better than I do. But, like, so he's still around. Uh, Holtman's continuing a lot of it. Um, so, yeah, I do think I, – I think 11's low. I think 11's low. I think they are in this tier in the, like, 7 to 10 range. But I'm a little surprised you didn't have them in the top 10. And they're right there. Like I said, they were 11. So they were the, the one that just missed my top 10. And I actually think my list might have changed. I sent out a texter survey at like 7 o'clock on Thursday night. And I think Ohio State might have been in the top 10 at that point, And I might have snuck them out when I finally finished this. So that might – when we talk about the texter results, I'll have to look back. But that might have changed a little bit. Okay. All right. So let's do your – so again, to recap, Nathan, number 11, Ohio State basketball, 10, Northwestern football, 9, Michigan football, 8, Iowa football, seven, Purdue basketball. Who's your six, Nathan? Wisconsin football. And it's also my six. Yeah. And it's, I think that's like an interesting way to look at them because they are like kind of the undisputed. I still think of them, even though Northwestern's won two of the last three in the West, I still think of them as kind of the Lords of the West a little bit, but that also really feels like a, almost a hard ceiling right now. I had a hard time with Wisconsin football versus Wisconsin basketball. And then I remembered like Frank Kaminsky and, yeah, yeah. you know, they, Wisconsin they basketball, in the national title. they've made two final fours in, in recent years. And, you know, that was with Bo and Bo Ryan's gone. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think Greg guard Wisconsin basketball is quite what Bo Ryan bas- Wisconsin basketball was, but it's still pretty good. And that's still pretty recent past. Again, I'm using this, this, um, you know, I'll, we'll get to Wisconsin basketball. We're going to do Wisconsin well, basketball. I, I, mean, I thought was, where, where, where did you have, do you have Wisconsin? Did you have the same discussion, Nathan, with yourself? Yeah, and I had Wisconsin basketball five. Me too. Okay. So and, we can have the Wisconsin okay. discussion then. And I think that's where there's a – and I, I look at – and that's maybe where the distinction of – I see Wisconsin – I look at Ohio State basketball's relatively recent history, and I look at Wisconsin as having maybe a more immediate recent history of national success. That's why I have them maybe so much higher than Ohio State basketball. When, when you look back over 20 years, the collective accomplishment might still be the same. The last 10 years, top four finishes in Big Ten basketball, which I think is a good way of like, oh, you didn't quite win, but you were one game out or whatever. Um, top four finishes, Ohio State three, Wisconsin eight. So no, that's how good was, yeah. Wisconsin is just Steven. They're just there. Whatever they look like, we know what the peak looks like, but also like they are always there almost. Yeah, they were, they were also my number five for those. I mean, they played, played in the national title. In the past 10 years, they've played the national title. They've had, they're consistently one of the top four teams in the Big Ten. I mean, they're the top four team Big Ten this year, as of recently. But a lot of these teams we're talking about, there's a, there's a level of consistency here, whether it's Purdue basketball or Iowa football or even Michigan football, even though they don't beat Ohio State, they're typically like a 10-win team. So there's a level of consistency there. What sets Wisconsin basketball apart is that they've had those national peaks, even more so than the football team. Like, the football team has – kind of been in the conversation and they lose to Ohio state and it doesn't, they don't get to have that kind of that same kind of peak. I do think one of those, and we were sort of talking about this the other day with the crossover stuff, like, Hey, Ohio state basketball, football, Florida, basketball, football, you know, Wisconsin, man. I mean, really, I think probably nationally as a foot, as a athletic program, I think Wisconsin is probably underrated, but like, this is all real. And I get, again, that era Brett Bielema, Bo Ryan, mwah, mwah, ah. They were Ohio State's biggest rival. You know, the Odin Conley year, the only team that could hang with them in basketball was Alondo Tucker in Wisconsin. That was awesome. And there was a stretch there. I mean, Bielema was a thorn. He only beat Ohio State once, but, like, he was always kind of circling around. They had the huge win. I mean, Wisconsin is a really, really – I think they're good at hockey, maybe. Maybe just because I, I just maybe think that because they're cold. Maybe Minnesota they should be. They Minnesota's are a, not good at hockey, then something's wrong. That's true. They're really good. They are an excellent athletic program, and they need credit for that. And so, Stephen, we are now in your range. You said your top five. All three of us have Wisconsin basketball 
as our number five? Yeah. We were, and Stephen, did you have Wisconsin football in your top five, or they're just outside of it? They are literally. If I would, they would have been my six man number okay. six. I think you have to I, have those two close. I, I think right. we probably have the same top. We have the same top five, and they may be in the same order. I, I'm interested. Uh, there's two teams. I'm interested to see which order they're in. I, I, I don't think anybody can dispute who's left, though. I, I don't know that there's – I mean, there's no. not. We all know who the four programs are that are left, and now it's just a matter about how you order them, and we will do that next on Buckeye Talk. All right, Baird, who's your four? Penn State football is my four, and here's how I kind of look at the distinction between them and Wisconsin, because Wisconsin gets to play in the Big Ten Championship game more, again, as you're saying, coming out of the West. Penn State has had, in three of the last five seasons, has won at least 11 games and had an AP top 10 finish at the end of the season. Like, they are, I think, more, they are considered on the national level a higher tier of team than Wisconsin is, as we've talked many times, as we've, we've talked about the, the tier system in college football right now. So Wisconsin has a better winning percentage over the past 20 years. They've uh, won just as many Big Ten championships as Penn State has over the last 20 years, and they get to go to the championship game more. But which one is actually thought of as, as being on a higher level because they just have the misfortune of having to go through Ohio State? It's Penn State. What do you think, Stephen? Where are you at Penn State? Um, it's – uh, therefore for me as well this is going to get really boring really quickly um yeah if they were in the west i'm interested in i mean we it's interesting how many times Ohio and penn state would have met in the big 10 championship by now if penn state didn't have to play them during the regular season they've actually won one there's that 2016 year where they should have been the team who got into the off but Ohio state ended up getting in and we all know what happened then consistently great this past year is I don't know what that was, both from a recruiting standpoint and on the field product. But, yeah, uh, James Franklin's built up a quality program here. We Hopefully said if you were going to put one of those two teams in the West, you'd actually just put Ohio State in the West. But go ahead. We said, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, when we did our tier things, it was like we did – I think we said Penn State's like the seventh best football program in the country. So I think this is right. They're also my number four. So we all agree on number five. We all agree on number four. If somebody would want to make a, an impassioned case for Wisconsin basketball ahead of Penn State football, I'd hear it. I'd hear it more if Bo was still there. I think Bo Ryan, Wisconsin basketball, may a bit, might have been at this level. And again, I just, I don't know. I think you have to take like a coaching change, like into consideration, right? A little bit one way or another. And, it, and it's not to take away, but, you know, Bo Ryan you know, the runner-up team was Bo Ryan's last full season, right? And then Greg Gard is, he takes over for Bo in the middle of 15-16. They go Sweet 16, Gard's first full year, Sweet 16. Then they miss it. Then they lose in the first round. And then last year, they tied for first in the Big Ten. So that, I think, Wisconsin basketball is below its Bo Ryan peak right now, which is why they are below Penn State football on this list. And the other thing that skews these – rankings a little bit is I don't know about you guys but I kind of just threw out other than Ohio State making the national championship game I almost just threw out the last football season when evaluating this that's it, it, it's very yeah. difficult to include the pandemic year in this no I agree I mean if you want to give Indiana football a little extra juice for it but I'm, I'm not you can't ding people too hard I don't think Penn nothing Michigan Nothing anything it, it did or anybody did or didn't do this year was going to have that much of a sway anyway when we're talking right. about a program ranking hopefully not all right, who's your three, Baird? It's Michigan basketball. And mostly it's – you can say a lot of things you said about Wisconsin as far as its peak, you can say about Michigan. Michigan's has just been a little more recent as far as their last time making a, a championship game under John Beeline. And then obviously what they're doing right here in the moment, it's, it's a small percentage of how you do a ranking like this, but it's part of it. And I think it's, it maybe pushes them out of – if you put, like, Penn State football, Wisconsin basketball, Wisconsin football in a tier kind of lumped together, I think Michigan maybe right now today is just kind of poking up out of that. Michigan basketball compared to Wisconsin basketball. Again, last 10 years the way I did it. NCAA tournament appearances, each seven. Sweet 16 appearances, each five. Final four appearances, each two. Top 10 – or excuse me, top four finish in the Big Ten, as I said, Wisconsin eight, Michigan five. So, eh, you know, maybe that's what – but I think what swings this now, Stephen, and where I want to know where you have Michigan basketball, but 
it's the way they're recruiting. It's the way they're playing right this second. And as you said, Nathan, they're peaking up a little bit. And as much as we're doing recent history right now, we're also spinning a little forward a little bit. And it feels like, Stephen, these guys might be on to something. I have Michigan State three and Michigan two for those. Re- I mean, Tom Izzo's Tom Izzo. And the, I mean, what he's done at Michigan State is what he's done. But uh, I mean, for one, Michigan's played in two national championship games in the last decade. They had the consensus national player of the year once. Um, Michigan State had a, a caliber player of that in Cassius Winston as well. But Trey Burke actually won every single one of those awards. And then Jawan Howard, man, he's doing exactly what I thought he'd be doing at Michigan. He's bringing in top 100 recruits, and Michigan's still winning games at the level they were under B-line. They're just doing it with, you know, top-tier talent now and not three- and four-star guys who maybe need a little bit more development. I mean, Hunter Dickerson's a freshman. He's one of the best players in the Big Ten already, and that's not going to stop. So I took that into consideration because both of those teams are pretty close. So that was my tiebreaker, what the future might look like. Tom Izzo's getting old while Jawan Howard's going to be there at Michigan for a while. So I do think it depends on how much you view this year. I mean, Michigan State, I don't know why Michigan State exactly is not very good this year, but they're not very good this year at a time when the Big Ten overall is very good. If you think this is the beginning of Michigan State trending the wrong way, and you think this is the beginning of Michigan trending the right way, but like recent history, again, top 10, last 10 years, NCAA tournaments, Michigan State 8, Michigan 7, Sweet 16s, both 5, Final 4s, both 2, Top four in the Big Ten. Again, as I said, Michigan five. Michigan State nine. Like, you can think, all right, Izzo. Again, we said Wisconsin was eight. They're there every year. Izzo, this is like the first time in forever that, like, Michigan State is not there. So, I don't know how to factor that in. It's something. So, Stephen, I get why you have Michigan basketball ahead of Michigan State. But Izzo, I think, is still Izzo enough that I'm going to treat this more as a one-off than the beginning of a slide. And other than that, they are there every year. And Nathan, you also must have Michigan State basketball too. I did. Just in a quick aside, to give a little bit more credit to Michigan, one of those years where they weren't a top four seed in the Big Ten tournament was the year it was in, I think, D.C. And they had that weird thing with their plane and they had like a crash or something like that. And they had to win five games in five days to win the title. And they did. So I give them a little extra credit for that. Like there was some real John Beeline magic going on there for a while. But yeah, I have Michigan State number two. And it came down to me. um, What Stephen is saying about recent relative success is true. I still think that there's only two teams on this list that I think you are are thought of nationally as in that blue blood conversation a little bit in their sport. I feel like Michigan state for what they did over the past 20 some years, I think it's going to be this, this will break like a 22 year streak of NCAA tournaments for Izzo. If they don't make it this, that 20 year period I was talking about started right after they won the national championship. I look at Michigan state, I feel like they pushed themselves into a national esteem almost on the level of the college basketball blue buds, whether you're talking about Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky. If they're not in that group, they are like just outside the fringe. And they have not – other. so you can say that same sort of thing historically about an Indiana basketball, obviously, or a Nebraska football. But Michigan State has kept winning outside of that like – amazing peak has kept winning enough that it stayed nationally relevant rel- more than more so than those other programs have. I still think that gives them the distinction of being the number two program overall. To give Izzo credit, I know I just called him old, old and that's, that's mean. Sorry, Tom, but you, you are a little bit old. Everybody's old compared to you. Yeah, it's true. Everybody's old. The recruiting is solid. They had the number seven class in 2021, but I think the big, the big fish there is Amani Bates in the 2022 class. And obviously that probably rests on some things that they're outside of Tom Izzo's control, but assuming as of right now, Amani Bates is still going to play college basketball. I mean, that's a, the kid, that's a perfect rating. It's the LeBron James, Kevin Durant category as far as how he's viewed on the high school uh, ranking scale. So assuming he still plays college basketball, it, you're right. It will probably be right back into this next year and then the year after that. We didn't have a tournament last season. The last time we had a tournament, Michigan State made the Final Four. So, yeah. like, it's like, oh, well, get back get, get back to what? They've the last time we had a tournament, they made the Final Four, and, like, they're having kind of a rough year this year. Yeah. They've won or shared the Big Team Championship each of the last three years that have yeah. 
and they won't this year. So that streak's going to end, but still like, I mean, they're, I think maybe they, they almost fall into that category of like, well, if, if they aren't winning, do you, do you, because they're not winning this year, I, you, it, it's so off of the, the radar that you, it, it almost erases something they've done or something. I don't know because they, they have just been consistently fantastic for 20 plus years now. And I would say really, I mean, however you want to judge it, like, but if you're going by like peak or like sustained peak, Michigan State basketball is the only Big Ten program of recent vintage that's even in the conversation with Ohio State football. That, that like, listen, you know, when that stretch of whatever that was, when Izzo was making like every recruiting class for Izzo made at least one final four kind yeah. of stuff. Like, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you talk about with Ohio State football. And I don't know that there, there was never, well, no, I take that back. I mean, if we had done this during the Trestle era, right, when, when Ohio State was clearly the best football program in the Big Ten, you know, in the early 2000s, there would have been a time, I mean, Ohio State won the national championship, or Michigan State won the national championship in the 1999-2000 season. Um, they actually then hit, like, a, not a, a rut, but, like, they slowed down a tiny little bit in the mid-2000s. But I don't know. You know, the end of the 2000s, 2009, they lose in the national title game. They win the Big Ten, lose in the national title game. 2010, they tie for first in the Big Ten, make the Final Four. Like, at that point, if you would have said, what's the best program in the Big Ten, and it's against, like, Trestle winning the Big Ten and football, right? There was a time, I think, when Michigan State basketball would have won this vote sometime in the last 15 years. And I don't know that any other program other than Ohio State football could say that. Right. I think that when you think about any kind of sustained peak, look back over these past 20 years, while Wisconsin has been really strong in basketball in spurts there, I mean, they've been consistently really good, but you know what I'm saying? Like have, have, have been a final four caliber team in, in spurts. Michigan has been a final four caliber team in spurts, but over those past 20 plus years, what's the program that everybody in the big 10 is measured against? Like, how good are you? Did you finish ahead of Michigan State? Did you beat Michigan State? I think those are the ways that we've defined basketball success in the Big Ten now for over 20 years. That's why they go at the top of the basketball list for me. And then there's no debate. I mean, I there's no would. debate about number one because – Maryland. What? I mean – I mean, that, uh, that's, that wasn't the point of this. The point of this to me was where does Ohio State basketball fit in? Mm -hmm. And then this kind of discussion, like an interesting discussion in like 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, an interesting discussion here. Although, frankly, our top fives matched exactly. We are in complete – well, actually, I would take that back. Steven had Michigan yeah. State, Michigan but basketball flip. But that's – I would – like 2A, 2B. Splitting so, hairs a little yeah. bit. But the, the debate here, Nathan, we did not do this to arrive at, oh, I wonder who number one is. I mean, our whole podcast well, every day all year is about why this, this program is number one. But I, it is an interesting exercise, at least it was for me, to go back and then you get to kind of quantify why, they, why Ohio State football is so much farther ahead of everybody else. And they really are just in a tier by themselves. I was talking about those tiers before. Like they, they have a tier to themselves just even in the Big Ten. Um, you know, I was, one of my criterion was like playoff slash BCS appearances and they have five and the rest of the big 10 has one, like just things like that. Like they, you know, I was talking before, like, I think Penn state has a lot to be proud of being in the AP top 10, three of the last five years. Like there, everybody else in the big 10 would kill for that kind of success over a five year stretch, getting a, a top 10 team three times. Ohio state's been in the top six, seven straight years. Like, it's just – it's it's not really even comparable what they are doing as far as their accomplishment. And then when you start throwing in things like just what they are from a, a national brand, a ratings standpoint, um, financial stuff, like, it's they, – they are just they, – they, they are in the penthouse and everybody else is trying to get a pretty nice apartment below them. It's just funny. There are so many – literally everything that's not named Ohio State when the, on the football side of things is – you should be so proud of what you've done and not competing for a national title. There are at least four Big Ten basketball programs where you can't just be like, oh, you should just be proud that you're not competing for a national. It should be a higher expectation. But, but, but let me ask, but how much does the fact that there – I mean, I don't know. If, if Michigan State's the closest thing to Ohio State football, but Michigan State basketball is also not Duke. 
Right. right? If, if there was a Duke, if there was an Ohio State football equivalent in, Ohio, in Big Ten basketball, and let's say it's Duke or – I mean, who else would it be? I would go. I would go Kansas in the Big Twelve over Duke in the ACC because the ACC has had some deep years too in that conference. I would say because Kansas literally just wins the Big Twelve. I guess 12 Duke is Bama. Year. Duke is Bama, and Duke basketball is Bama. But anyway, the Big Ten in basketball doesn't quite have that. But I do think it affects how we view everybody else below them because, mm-hmm. yes, what you're saying, Stephen, is right that in in Big Ten basketball you know, nobody should settle for being second best. Everybody can strive to be the best. But is that about those programs? Is it about the fact that Ohio State football doesn't exist in the equivalent way? And what the heck is Penn State football supposed to do? You know, I don't, I don't know what they're supposed to do, right? But Maybe a little of both. I mean, some of it is just Ohio State's just that good. But also, I just think it's harder to, 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 to group yourself in football than it is with basketball because – it, with football, it, it's 30 people. It's, a, it's, two, it's not just – it's two recruiting classes, basically, worth of people to make that much of a difference in a program. While with basketball, you can flip your entire luck around with one guy. Yeah, in a but that's what we're talking about, though. We're talking about sustained success. I mean, we're not talking about flipping it around for one time. We're talking about being good over an extended period of time. And the issue for Penn State basketball is like Ohio State basketball ran with Michigan State basketball. At peak Thad, they ran right with them. They were just as good as them. They were like co-best programs in the Big Ten for a while there. It's just harder to do that with Ohio State football. I don't know, but I, don't, I think that's less of a shortcoming of the football teams and more a credit to the fact that Ohio State football is that dominant. And even Michigan State basketball is not on that level. As you said, Nathan, Michigan State basketball, everything they've done has put them on the fringe of the top tier nationally. Ohio State football's in the top tier nationally, and that's why they're number one here. But I think it affects – how we view the other teams in the other sports. I want to get out of here with this idea. I thought that this would help prove that there are more, that big 10 basketball is better than big 10 football. And there's a greater depth of good teams in basketball. I, in my top 10, I had six basketball teams and four football teams, but Nathan, in your top 10, you had six football and four basketball. And that surprised me a little bit because I was going to assume that these lists at the top would be more basketball heavy. Yeah, and again, I, I think it's – and then I had Ohio State and Maryland 11-12 in basketball. So, it actually – it was 6-6 six and six if you go into my top 12. And then those 10, 11, 12, 13, I had Michigan State football 13. Like that – though there was fairly close in, in that cluster too. Um, so, it's it's not quite – that it's not as big of a gap as, as it might look. Um, I don't I, – I guess I don't <laughs> – I guess I don't know what to say about that. I understand where you're coming from a a little bit there. And it it is, it's somewhat hard to compare football success against basketball success. I think in general, the sixth best basketball program in the big 10 is better than the sixth best football program. For instance, six of my top nine are basketball. Mm -hmm. You know, I think if you said, let's talk about, let's break this down. Everybody's list. Okay. This is the fourth best overall football program in the big 10 this is the fourth best overall basketball program let's talk about their recruiting let's talk about how they're good their coaches let's talk about consistency let's talk about how they matter how they fit in the big 10 how they fit in nationally i just think if we did did one versus one so football would win one versus one i think after that basketball would start two versus two three four five six seven eight steven i think basketball there would start to be a lean a little bit that especially you know the seventh best basketball program I think is maybe significantly better than the seventh best football program in the big 10. It's almost how like the big 10 was going to do the one V one, two V two, three V three. I think Ohio state just is so much better than the best big 10 West program, but then it starts to get interesting in how competitive those games would be. I think it's the same philosophy here. All right, Nathan, let's do that for next week. Let's do imaginary matches. <laughs> we, by the way, we keep talking about the Big Ten West, but I mean, I think all of us would put, we'd probably get to three or four Big Ten West teams before we got to, well, maybe not. I guess not with Michigan football in the mix there. But it's really not that like if you're if you're picking like I had Ohio State one, Michigan or Penn, Ohio State one, Penn State four, and Mi- Michigan nine. But then from the West, I had Wisconsin six, Iowa seven, Northwestern ten. So it's really not that much of a, a disparity in some ways, except with Ohio State being at the top throws it all off. And Penn State being two. They have the yeah. two best are in the East. So, I mean, that's – Oh, yeah, you're right. I was talking about the, the mixing the rankings, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. 
No, I think it's interesting. Nathan, did you find it exasperating or interesting to try to mix these sports and do a top 20, uh, top one through 28? It wasn't. What time did you get done? <laughs> well, that was my, <laughs> that was my own fault for, for I, def- I definitely saw you in the system the same time as me and it was like two thirty AM. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I, I, I leave things to be finished until um, put, put the finishing touch on things till late. It wasn't really that if, if you just asked me to sit down and like th- 28 teams off the top of my head, rank them. I don't know if it would have come out significantly different than what I did. I'm trying to think if there was any team that I, I really jumped or pulled down based on what I found. I think Michigan state football was one that if we go back to the tier conversation we had months ago was one that I was probably underrating a little bit when you don't have to go back that far, really to a period where they were really strong. They've obviously tailed off at the end of D'Antonio. And then if, if you, depending on how much you include last year. But they were a team that I thought, when you started comparing their stature over the past 10 or 20 years to some of these other teams, especially some of the basketball teams, I thought they held up and deserved to be in the top half. Um, But honestly, like, we kind of, I think, have a feel for where a lot of these teams really should be. And then uh, do people care whether you have, like, Minnesota basketball at 20 or 22 or 18? Like, that that I didn't feel a lot of pressure to get that right. I suppose. Can we talk about the the texter votes? Because I wanted to give their yes. top ten as yes. well. Yes. So the the texters I gave them what were my I actually remember now it was my top twelve because I wanted to make there were some teams I wanted to make sure showed up in their Ohio State basketball being one of them because I thought it might have been true that I was underrating them a little bit. So their number twelve was Northwestern football, eleven Maryland basketball, ten Iowa football, nine Purdue basketball, eight Wisconsin basketball. This is where they're wrong. Eight Wisconsin basketball, seven Michigan football, six Ohio State basketball. I don't think you can put really by any measure right now Ohio State basketball still ahead of Wisconsin basketball as a statue of the program. However, they may be they may be passing they may be passing in the night here as as we talk here over the next couple of years. Uh, Wisconsin football five. Actually, it's pretty high for Michigan football too. They had Michigan football higher than you or I did, Doug. Uh, Wisconsin football five. Penn State football four, Michigan basketball three, Michigan State basketball two, Ohio State football one. So they had the same top five that I did and you did and the same top five teams that Steven did. And then I also asked, what's the most egregious omission from my first question? Which team did I leave out? Um, 40% voted for Indiana basketball, which was, I think, my number 14 team. They felt they should have been on that list of 12 and, you know, five national championships. I guess they get some credit for that. Uh, the second highest vote, though, 27%, and this may have just been them being lazy and not wanting to think about the rest of the question, was none of them. You got it right. Hey, congratulations. Credit from the texters. Well done on your top 12. Um, yeah, I think, I think people are uh, pretty much in agreement here. I think there's mostly agreement. Um, as you said, we, we sort of – the top four, the top four or five is, I think, almost no doubt about it. All right, let's leave them with this. Let's give it to them, Nathan. People can go read this at cleveland.com slash OSU. But let's also give it to him one final time from the bottom. Nathan Baird, program and sport. Give everybody your 28 through one rankings. 28, Northwestern basketball. 27, Rutgers football. 26, Illinois football. 25, Nebraska basketball. 24, Penn State basketball. 23, Maryland football. 22, Rutgers basketball. 21, Purdue football. 20, Minnesota basketball. 19, Nebraska football, 18, Illinois basketball, 17, Iowa basketball, 16, Indiana football, 15, Minnesota football, 14, Indiana basketball, 13, Michigan State football, 12, Maryland basketball, 11, Ohio State basketball, 10, Northwestern football, 9, Michigan football, 8, Iowa football, 7, Purdue basketball, 6, Wisconsin football, 5, Wisconsin basketball, four Penn State football, three Michigan State basketball, sorry, three Michigan basketball, two Michigan State basketball, one Ohio State football. All right. I liked it. We'll come up with more stuff to rank. Rankings and drafts. And yelling. And yeah. Buckeye, Buckeye talk. talk. Buckeye talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I emailed a pizza guy. He said he'll come on. So we might have a pizza guy coming on. I also emailed my friend Bo Bishop to come wait, talk a, about a, Braxton. What? what? A, wait, a pizza guy? Can you give us? Some, yeah, yeah. You can't no, just a better geez. description of what that means. You can't come just back and email the pizza in, guy. 
Come back in three weeks and find out. It's a guy, he calls himself like the Columba Pizza Gourmand. And he wrote a book that came out about Columbus pizza like last fall. Uh, and it just came across my radar in the past couple of weeks that that existed and that he existed. And I uh, sent him a text message and said, hey, or a Twitter message and said, hey, you want to come on Buckeye Talk? And it took him a while to respond, but he responded and said, sure. So I'm going to send him an email and we're going to have him on. We're going to talk about Columbus, Ohio uh, pizza, someone down the line. So we'll do that. Yeah, and we're Bo in the Bishop, season, baby. Bo Bishop is, uh, oh, people, we, we, the problem with us at the moment is that we're too football heavy. We are not, yeah. there's not enough nonsense. And we have spring football coming up, but people are talking about retalkables. I just don't think we're going to get back to the retalkables until like after spring football. There's too much actual stuff mm-hmm. going on. So we love those. We will do them again, but they're really more of a summer thing when there's nothing else going on. Uh, but we got to get back to more food stuff. We got to get back to more brackets. We got to get back to maybe some more robots um, because that is what Buckeye Talk still at its heart. Part of it is, is that maybe one ventricle, one of the four ventricles is a nonsense ventricle. That's the one of mine that's clogged. My nonsense ventricle ah, is clogged a little bit. Um, I get a, get a stent in my nonsense ventricle. Um, but yeah, so we'll do that. But also Bo Bishop said he's coaching his kids' basketball teams, but he'll come on and talk about Braxton in a couple of weeks. So we'll do that as well. So lots of big stuff planned ahead. That was a lot of fun. Nathan, thanks for all your work on that. Uh, we'll come back certainly next week and talk about the outcome of this Ohio State-Michigan basketball game on Sunday. Uh, there'll be full coverage at cleveland.com uh, before and after from Stephen. Uh, Nathan chiming in a little bit with this list, but Steven has all kinds of stuff coming around that game. What's going on with the Ohio State basketball program. If you're into the basketball Buckeyes, make sure you're locked into that. Try the texts at 614-350-3315. That was fun. For Steven Means and Nathan Baird, I'm Doug Maurice. And that was Buckeye Talk. <laughs>